Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Noble Relating, the podcast of the new paradigm. I'm doing a little something different today. Um, I've been getting a lot of comments, a lot of notes from people who have been listening to the podcast so far. Um, Thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, One thing that's been coming up is people want to hear more about my thoughts and my opinions and um, what I really have going on in my life personally and how I view things. I've been pretty intentional about not wanting to get into debates with my guests. I wanted uh, my podcast to be more about intellectual discourse. I wanted to present philosophies and ways about going about relationships. So everybody or the listener, uh, you guys, could all just decide for yourself. You know, decide what you wanted to grasp, what you wanted to... Um, what, what actually you res- resonated with. Um, yeah, I wanted everybody to really have a chance to digest the information as non-biasedly as possible. So, now, since I'm going to try to do something, like I said, a little bit different, Uh, This is my first time doing this, so forgive me if I don't really come off as smooth as I maybe want to be. Um, I thought about writing the whole script down or writing something out, and that just seemed too rehearsed. I I really couldn't do it. I want to be able to flow and really kind of give you guys my thoughts and things off the dome. So I'm just going to dive right in and um, muddle my way through it like I did with my very first um, podcast I had with my first guest and get better at it you know gonna stumble a little bit um but eventually i'll start walking and uh i'll start running after that so what i want to do today is talk more about my episode i had last week with my homeboy kush and we were talking about the concept of having a poly consciousness. The reason I think this is so important or I really enjoyed that episode is I felt like my guest was really able to break down the concept of polyamory, uh, meaning many loves, and what that really means to be polyamorous. What it really means to love multiple people and care about multiple people um, without really engaging in sex. Um, Now, Personally, I am polyamorous, but I'm also, you know, polysexual. Um, I feel like sex is just an expression of love. I don't really see a reason to forego being able to connect with um, a woman or a friend that I'm attracted to, that there's a mutual attraction, um, when we genuinely care about each other or connecting in any type of way. Because I feel like sex really just enhances um, the connection that I have with someone. Some people will say that it confuses things, um, that it makes things muddy, um, it invites drama, and feelings get attached. Um, in, my, in my view, feelings are always attached. Feelings are always present when you care about somebody. But by having a philosophy to learn how to manage those feelings, to learn how to incorporate them into my life and to be able to love a woman without claiming her um, without not really claiming, I would say I do claim my women but I don't own them um, without owning their bodies and letting them 
the autonomous people that can have the freedoms to do what I want to do. It makes it really easy to be intimate with somebody um, emotionally, mentally, or and physically without there becoming a lot of drama or impassioned feelings that lead to you feeling like the love that they have to give can only be given to you and you alone. So when you take away the concept of owning somebody else's body, it's really easy to be intimate with you know, whomever you want to be intimate with that you care about without there being all this other stuff going on with it. But I'm not going to go into that <laughs> too much more. Now, the main reason I wanted to do this follow-up episode or this follow-up talk is because I want to talk about the levels of polyconsciousness. Uh, just in my opinion, just the dialogue that I had um, one day when I was thinking about you know, my journey I'm in Polly, where I came from, um, the culture I was raised in, uh, to where I am now, and how I got there. And then looking back at people who had, who came up the same time I have, and who are going through it now, um, just kind of seeing where they are and where I was on their journey. Um, so if I break it down, there are essentially five levels. Uh, and, I, and I like to say it starts at level zero. Basically, people who are level zero have no concept of polyamory whatsoever. They have never heard of it. It's not even in their sphere of influence. Um, these people only really know the philosophy or religion that they were taught, the, that they were born into. Outside of that, you know, they really don't know or comprehend anything else. They've never really researched anything else. They have dedicated their life to growing in and expanding on the mode of religion that they were born into solely. And and let me also say, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's where I was uh, when I first heard about polyamory. I was at level zero when I was 30 years old and I had never even heard of the word. Um, I had never considered living my life by or researching out any other philosophy other than the Southern Baptist traditions or teachings I I was taught um, growing up in Wolf, West Virginia. (laughs) And And I don't really have anything bad to say about the Christian religion, honestly. To me, it's a beautiful religion. It has a lot of positives to it um, in its purest sense of the word. It's it really is something that can transform a person and their heart in a way to where they can be very open to a lot of different people and expressing and living their life in, in a good way. Um, the problem with it for me is I feel like the religion, the rules of the religion, um, reduce God down into something smaller than he really is. It, it makes the love of God and the way uh, I believe the eternal is what I refer to as God now. Um, they make it something that they struggle to make it something that can be defined. And the definition 
tends to run counter to how to our nature to the best parts of our nature um, and it kind of locks us up to where we can't really expand ourselves or at least me personally I couldn't expand myself um, in the way I really felt like I was meant to so and again I think there's nothing wrong with being at level zero when it comes to poly consciousness if you're really happy in your religion if you feel fulfilled in it if you feel as though you really are connecting um, to a higher source and connected to a higher state of consciousness, um, a higher spirit in a way that is benefiting your life and you are really content with that, more power to you. Me, I never really had that. I was always a little discontent with the confines of the Christian religion as it was presented to me as a teenager. So I was in search of something else. I was in search of more um, in my early 20s. Uh, It led me on a journey where I lived in, I don't know, I think I was living in a different city every year for for four or five years. (laughs) Um, I bounced from Bluefield, from Princeton, West Virginia, to did I move to Beckley, West Virginia? Did I move to Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania? I was homeless in Pittsburgh for a little while. That's another story for another podcast. Then I moved to Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Then I moved to Washington, D.C., where I stayed in D.C. uh, for a year. For about three or four years, actually, where I had a lot of family. Um, Actually, in Asheville, when I lived in Asheville, that's where I met Kenya and actually first heard about polyamory. Um, After D.C., I moved back to Asheville because I really missed it. Uh, and then after Asheville, I moved here to Atlanta. <laughs> so I was bouncing around quite a bit. Um, and I really found what I was looking for when I moved to Asheville the first time. But I felt as though I needed to expand myself uh, economically. And I would have a better chance of doing that in D.C. Uh, at least so I thought. Didn't work out that way. <laughs> but I digress. Um, and again, I don't remember being completely miserable when I was at a level zero when it comes to poly consciousness but I do remember feeling unfulfilled Uh, I do remember a sense of longing um, that I wanted something else or there had to be more and I had no idea what I was looking for until I found it and when I found it uh, when I met Kenya K. Stevens, uh, the woman who first introduced me to Polly, I uh, met her in a club <laughs> on a Halloween night. Uh, it's actually a funny story. Um, I had just gotten my license renewed in West Virginia. And in West Virginia, they give you what pretty much tends amount to a piece of paper in the shape of a, of a driver's license um, that's printed out. It looks really fake. If you get the thing wet, like it's completely over. It's going to like... The ink's going to melt or whatnot. It's, just, it's not something that you can really carry around permanently because it's just meant to be a placeholder until you get your actual license. And that's what I had when uh, me and my cousin uh, went to the club because we had just moved to Asheville. It was our first night out, Halloween night. Not a lot of people out, and it was cold. Cold as, as crap, man. We, but we were determined to like find somewhere to go. 
And um, we drove around for maybe like 15 minutes throughout city, throughout downtown Asheville, not knowing anything because we had just moved there, not knowing where anything was. Found one spot where, people, where it was looked like people were popping at, where, where things were popping off. We get there, we walk to the club. They won't let me in because I don't have an ID. <laughs> like they like, man, I can't take this. This is a paper ID. There's no way I can take it. At the time, you know, I'm, I'm fresh faced. You know, I have very little facial hair. Um, I'm obviously over. I was over 21, but they needed an ID for let me in. So me, since me and my cousin were real determined, they actually had like a little balcony um, that was on the street, and it was like right there where everybody was dancing. So. Uh, my cousin went down. He distracted it, the guards um, or the you know, the security. Uh, so he got in the front. Then I just kind of swooped and ran on the side. I got in. I was dancing. I was in there. There was only two black women in there um, in the club that day. One of them happened to be Kenya, and uh, one was her friend. Kenya actually met her um, second husband, Tiger, that very same night um, that I met her. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was really, it was really funny. Funny. I'll have to go in about that at some other time. Um, but after I met her, um, maybe like a week or two go- later after we met at the club that one day, we talked. She invited me over. Um, I met her, her husband, Rakim. Um, Rakim's partner they had living there at the time. I met their children. And I was just blown away. Like, it just didn't really make sense to me, the stuff that they had going on. Like, I just really thought they they had three children at the time. I think um, they were both, their, their youngest were like teenagers, maybe middle school, uh, early high school ages. And I just thought their kids were gonna be, you know, messed up or or weird because their parents have all these different situations going on. And, and come to find out they were actually really normal, sweet little kids. Um, and the more, and I wasn't really too sure about coming back after the first time I went over there. Um, what I remember most was about that night is uh, Rakim, Kenya's husband. When I went to leave, he looked at me and said, hey, man, come back. But the way he said it, you know how some people say, like, oh, yeah, come back anytime. You know, like they say, like, yeah, they don't really care if you do or you don't. You could, but like, yeah, it is what it is. Now, he said it like, nah, for real, like, come back. <laughs> Like he was like, nah, I'm serious, homie. Like you need, I need you to come back. And he he just really said it once, but the energy in it was like, all right, I'll come back. Um, my guess is just because you know he had his wife and one uh, of his partners there. He just wanted some more male energy for King and the rats with, and I and I didn't seem um, disgusted or flabbergasted by the concept of everything that was going on. So um, I think he saw some potential in me to be able to like grasp what was happening so he wanted to extend a uh, invitation you know man to man to let me know that it was okay to come back because that was that was that was the whole thing you know I'm I'm up here talking and getting flirted with um, a woman who is a wife and her husband is right there you know like as somebody who was a level zero and never heard of polyamory whatsoever that was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> Like, like, is he gonna hurt? Is he gonna hurt me? Am I in danger? Am I being set up? Like, are they testing me for something? Like, I don't, I don't understand this dynamic. <laughs> was my thoughts. So as I as I start to listen more to what uh, she was saying, that's when I reached level one. 
And uh, people of level one are people who are aware of different forms of relating. Um, never tried it themselves, um, but they're curious now. Like they're asking questions because they can hear what's happening. Um, they're still not in the level of trying to stick their toe in or anything like that. They're not really... They're, they're just more like in shock and awe of the whole situation. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of really trying to figure out what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, whereas people at level zero, there's like, if they were to hear it, they would instantly dismiss it. You know, that's something that I would have done before I met Kenya. I was just primed and ready because of some other circumstances I had in my life at the time. But before, like when I was in my twenties, if I would have heard anything about polyamory or anything like this, I would have instantly dismissed it as complete nonsense. I would not have been receptive to it at all. Like I know I wouldn't. Um, I was quite different <laughs> in my 20s. Um, still me, but not quite the same. So, um, at level one, I was asking all the questions I could because I just really wanted to understand what was going on uh, with the dynamic. And I feel like if anybody reaches level one where they're genuinely curious about it, a part of them would want to do it. And it really depends on how ready are you for it spiritually and how willing are you over to, to overcome the fear of going against the mainstream ideology that you had grown up with. Because in order for you to pick up um, this concept, you have to be willing to a degree to put down your old one. Um, and that can feel some type of way. You know, I remember feeling like if I completely let go of my old philosophy, even though it wasn't serving me, I'm disrespecting my mom. I'm disrespecting my granddad. I'm disrespecting my grandparents and my family um, and, and, and who they are and what they're about. And I didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't want to go against the culture I was raised in, but I got so fed up after having several near-death experiences, I just didn't give a fuck anymore. Like, I just knew what I was doing, what I grew up in was not working for me, and I needed to find something else, whatever it was. Um, so for me, I actually kind of got fast-tracked through these levels. But the main reason for that, again, was my near-death experience. Like, I just... My cup was completely emptied. I said, you know, screw everything I knew. I literally know nothing about the world, about relationships, about life. Um, and I prayed to the universe. So I prayed my, I, not to God specifically because I was kind of fed up with God at the time. <laughs> and um, I just said, like, I just need to know what is going to work for me or what what is there. There has to be something else. I remember... Being in the hospital after my last time I've almost passed um, from a massive asthma attack in Asheville, my baby sister, Michaela, was staying the night with me in the hospital room, and um, I was kind of drugged up at the time, and I just remember crying, holding her hand and crying that I just there had to be a better way, that there has to be something else for me out there. Um... And she just looked at me as compassionately as she could. She didn't know what to say. She was like, man, I don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> she was like, I don't know what you're looking for, brother, but uh, okay. Yeah, you know. 
<laughs> she tried to be real nice, but she didn't know what she didn't know what to do. Um, hell, I didn't know what to do. Um, so after again my near death experience and then talking more to Kenya, um, that's how I got into level one, and I went to level one pretty quickly. Um, and then I was at level two, and uh, and these people are people that um, really have to really kind of get the philosophy, you know what I'm saying? And so you have people first who um, are aware of it, you know what I'm saying? Then you have people who can really hear it and asking the questions and really breaking everything down. In a shop value, then you have people who really get it. And I, I was able to get to the get it phase pretty quickly um, because of my near-death experience. And at that point, I had, I had asked all the questions. I had researched the philosophy of polyamory and where it came from. I had seen it in action. Um, I had, you know, <laughs> I have been intimate with um, a married woman, which to me, that was like a big taboo. I was like, oh shit, before I would never do that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I had done that and um, I didn't get shot. <laughs> you know, I, nothing bad happened to me. Um, the, the ground didn't open up and swallow me. Uh, so I had some more confidence about the open relating style like I understood the philosophy and what it what it really meant to love multiple people um thanks to the example I have from you know King and Rakim basically um and that was a good and a bad thing because I had always wanted to be married I had always known knew at some point in my life I would be married and have a wife and children and I, but I had always thought it would be the cookie cutter type of you know, situation that we all have been taught, you know, the house, the dog, the white fence, the two kids, all that stuff. Um, and everything I was doing in my twenties was working to get myself into a point to where I could like eventually financially sustain a family. Once I got to the point of these poly consciousness where I understood and I can say I got the philosophy, well then everything Changed like my, my image or vision for my future and how I wanted my situation to be was completely shattered because there's so many different ways to be polyamorous. You could do a triad, you could do you know, like a little throuple situation, you could have you know multiple women or be polyandrous. And so, what was I going to do? Like, I had to figure all of that over again. So, I had to like re educate myself on what it was that I liked and, and start from the ground up. Um, it was a complete dismantle of what I thought about relating. Um, and now it was just so much bigger and so broader than anything I had ever imagined. It, it, it was almost overwhelming to think about how can I find what works for me? And who am I in this system? Like, what, what does it mean to be a man who has multiple women? Um, I had to learn all of that. Um, again, just pretty much from the ground up. Um, and then eventually, again, so just to recap, because I think I may have misspoken earlier. You have level zero, people who have no concept, who instantly shoot it down. Level one, people who are aware of it, um, are able to, you know, ask questions but would never do it. You know, just a little curious. Uh, level two, level, which is people who hear it and are curious and asking a lot of questions. They're actively trying to learn and study it. Um, people three, level three, 
are people who get it, who understand it. Um, again, these people are people who can talk about it openly and honestly with confidence. Um, they can teach it to other people and they can probably even be a coach in level three. You know, um, these are people who, you know, will have conversations with their friends and their friends are asking them questions about it and they're, and they could be seen as the expert, you know, uh, you can even be an expert at level two, um, at the hear it phase. Uh, could, you know, if you're to everybody below you, you know, to everybody on the one on the one and zero uh, levels, and then you have level four. Uh, level four is the hardest level because it has a lot of strife to it, in, in my opinion. Um, it's a lot of deep shadow work, and level four is a is a level where people are actually living a spiritual philosophy of relating with multiple people and mirroring themselves as my guest uh, this week said and being fast tracked to uh, of an evolution of their soul by having themselves be reflected back to themselves and actively processing and trying to understand that mirror and boy is that difficult <laughs> boy is that is that work uh, anybody who is polyamorous who is really in it for personal growth um, people who believe in the Progressive Love Academy axiom, which is um, no shame, no blame, no victims, no villains, no cop-outs, no dropouts. The benefit is, um, you know, the purpose is growth and the benefit is love. Uh, anybody who really believes that and can really ingest that into their heart in a real way and move throughout the relationships in that way are going to deal with a lot of dark, (laughs) a lot of dark self-reflecting and seeing a lot of things about yourself that you didn't like, uh, that you didn't know were there, um, things that you want to change and actively work towards. And all, all the levels are, have their own challenges. All the levels have their own things you have to go through in order to rise above and they all have shadow work involved with them Uh, but to me level four is the hardest one because once you reach level four you can't go back (laughs) there's no going back down the runs to level three two or one or or level zero because at at one level or another sometimes you wish you could (laughs) you wish you could just kind of disappear and, and revert back because it seems like, oh, it was so simple there. <laughs> Things were so much easier um, on some level. But then on another, you're, you're thinking that, well, there's just no way. I, I, I just couldn't do it. That's not who I want to be. And I'm so much bigger in terms of my presence as a person has grown so much just by expanding my mind to be able to relate with others. And I love on a deeper level. I feel like when I do get married now, my relationship is pretty much going to be divorce-proof. There's not going to be any reason or any any situation that I can imagine that would cause me to get divorced now um, if I'm going to be getting married in a polyamorous setting the way I, I plan to. So... I'm just, I'm really proud of my progress. I'm really proud of who I am as a person right now. You know, I'm a, I'm a country boy from Bluefield, West Virginia, living in downtown Atlanta, 
being an entrepreneur and not working for anybody but myself and really setting myself up to be financially stable on my own terms and to love and support multiple women as a representation of the divine masculine and to really have my children set up to be the comfortable and secure and have a good childhood, um, good childhood like I was given, you know, um, because I, I don't want people to think that because I am the way I am now that I feel any type of way about how I grew up or have any shame about how I grew up. Well, I love being from West Virginia. You know, I loved um, being from Wolf and um, living there with all the trees and uh, and, uh, <laughs> and the grass. We had a big yard and the creek that ran behind my house. Um, I remember walking to Sunday school, <laughs> you know, um, across the railroad tracks. Um, there's a lot of good memories about how I grew up and where I grew up. And I, and I wouldn't change it for anything. But I, I do know that there was a certain trajectory for my life that was deeper than what I was originally exposed to. Or what I, I, what, it was deeper than the scope of what I originally had access to. And, yeah. I wouldn't really have it any other way. <laughs> So that's all I really wanted. I just wanted to come on here and give my little thoughts about, you know, polyamorous consciousness and the levels that I think people go through uh, once you start to develop it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this um, little talk of me just hearing my voice alone. And so what I'm planning on doing is, again, on every Sunday at 9 a.m., releasing the episode with a guest. And then on Wednesday... Uh, maybe around noon. I'm not too sure when I'm going to release this tomorrow. I will um, have a episode of just me giving my thoughts. All right. So thanks everyone. Uh, please leave me some comments on this. No, feel free to comment here on on my IG, which is uh, Noble Relating. And I look forward to you know, hearing from you guys and doing more episodes. Peace and love.